It's another day, I'm another John, and this is Another Note. Today's edition of Another Note is titled, Our National Crisis. And our scripture reading today is taken from Nehemiah chapter 9, verses 1 through 8. As always, may the Lord add His blessing to the reading and hearing of His Holy Word. We are living in a moment of national crisis. Of course, this crisis didn't just happen. It did not materialize out of thin air. The issues being addressed have not been constructed by any one group of people against another because of one man or one incident. Rather, we are at a moment, perhaps even a moment God is giving us to face head on the sin of racial supremacy. Red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. Is the familiar line to the children's song so many of us sang as children ourselves. We forget that is a hymn. The author of the hymn wrote material for children's ministry, and it could be that hymn was written for children. We also know, though, that the tune of the hymn emerged from the Civil War. Perhaps then the hymn was a way to transform a tune of war into a song of praise. Maybe it was to provide a backdrop that the struggle and issues of the war were to be in the mind of all who sang the hymn. Even if that idea doesn't have bearing, we know this hymn isn't just for children. It is more than a cute song we hurriedly teach a group of toddlers to sing in front of church. Have you ever noticed that we tend to teach our children ideals that we are not that willing to adopt ourselves? Think of that little song and all that it declares about the love of God. Do we stop becoming precious in God's sight? No, of course not. But do we start to become less precious in the sight of each other? While we teach that all the little children are precious, studies show us we don't always treat them as such. Likewise, we wean many of them from their preciousness as they get older. And that is the crisis we find ourselves in today. For too long, we've allowed the ongoing systemic abuse of people of color in our country. Yes, the first sin is racial supremacy. The second is our willingness to allow its perpetuation. I know the first response of many of us to a claim like that is to declare, I am not racist. I'm not saying you are. James 4.17 tells us that whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him, it is sin. Many, many people have known long before this national moment, the impact of racist attitudes, policies, and ideals, and have said or done nothing about it. According to our scripture, that is sin. To add insult to injury, when the cry of Black Lives Matter finally received national attention, some sought to quell that message because all lives matter. How is that helpful? When you receive an Amber Alert on your phone, 
Do you ignore it because all children matter? The purpose of such an alert is to steer our collective focus to help one child in need right now. That doesn't mean you stop caring for your children or any others. It just means someone in particular needs us. That is what we are facing today. For too long, we have sat by while people of color have endured the names, the looks, the injustice, and so much more. We will not make the most of this moment if we do not listen to the experiences of our sisters and brothers, and we will squander any chance of God's reconciliation if we do not repent. This is another time someone will tell me, I have nothing to repent of. I have not been a racist. I love all people. Well, let me remind you of the sin we just acknowledged. Then let me encourage you to consider that your personal sin isn't that big a deal. God has and will always forgive you. Keep confessing your sin. But also know we need to confess our sin. When Nehemiah led the people to rebuild the wall of Jerusalem, the people repented. It was more dramatic than that. The text says, Then those of Israelite descent separated themselves from all foreigners and stood and confessed their sins and the iniquities of their ancestors. They stood up in their place and read from the book of the law of the Lord their God for a fourth part of the day. And for another fourth, they made confession and worshiped the Lord, their God. The people confessed their collective sin and even that of their ancestors. They humbled themselves by confessing their sin before God and before an entire assembly of foreigners. Imagine what that felt like for the people of Israel. Imagine what that meant for the other people watching. Imagine the body of Christ today actively facilitating reconciliation, healing, and justice by leading the way, asking for forgiveness for our sin, our nation's sin, and even the sin of our ancestors. We could be the light of the world. Stay blessed.